Welcome to another episode of the Online Business Platinum Podcast. You're listening to Jeff Smith from HireTrustMarketing.com and InfoMarketerZone.com. Hey, welcome. Hope everyone's having an awesome day. We've got a terrific show for you today. We've got entrepreneur Caitlin Pyle of ProofReadAnywhere.com. Now, Caitlin's story is very interesting. I'm sure many of you that are listening to this day are going to be able to relate to this. Now, Caitlin had pursued a traditional job path right up until um, 2011 when something dramatic happened uh, and she had rather a fiery ending to that career and it launched her into an entrepreneurial pursuit. Now I talk a little bit to Caitlin about that, you know, had she had entrepreneurial aspirations in the past um, or was this sort of totally by shock? And you'll be surprised to hear her answer in that regard. Now we also um, cover that period between 2011 and today when she's made a massive improvement in her business. And we're going to talk about exactly how she did that with really no experience and how she took a very niche area, which is proofreading, which she do, used to do professionally, and how she turned that into a business and then sp and then fanned out into adjacent markets. There's many lessons in here, many specifics around the tools she uses she operates membership sites. She's created books and ebooks. She's created products. Um, she has created a service business. She's got many websites. She's got all kinds of lots of really great information that you're going to be able to take notes on and uh, keep for yourself. It's going to help you in your business pursuits. But most of all, listen to Caitlin's story and how she went from having a regular job into an entrepreneur and then how she figured out entrepreneurialism so quickly and built her online business. Okay, so without further ado, let me take you to the interview. I think you're going to really enjoy this. Um, this is Caitlin Pyle from ProofReadAnywhere.com. Hey, welcome back to the Online Business Platinum Podcast. You're here with Jeff Smith. We're joined by Caitlin Pyle, owner of ProofReadAnywhere.com and author of the Work at Home Survival Guide. Now, Caitlin's been working online since 2011. She's here to share with us some of her wisdom and her inspirational story today. So welcome to the show, Caitlin. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent, excellent. Let's start off. Um, you know, I've uh, I saw a little bit online around the story. Um, you working online, you know, starting in 2011. I have the feeling there's maybe a bit of an inspirational story there. You talked a little bit about gaining confidence to start a business. I'm sure a lot of people listening to the show can relate. Uh, they're exactly in that place. So maybe take us back to uh, where it all started and let us know how you got into this business in the first place. For sure, for sure. It's a kind of a long story, but I'm going to try to condense it a little bit. I I was going to school at UCF, University of Central Florida, and about three months before I graduated, I got a job at a court reporting office in Orlando, which is where I learned how to proofread transcripts. Now, I had been doing a little, a little bit of proofreading, um, not transcript proofreading, before that, you know, for different college papers, for uh, foreign language speakers, things like that. So I'd gotten my start in proofreading already, but not in the transcript realm. And I had no idea that it was possible to proofread transcripts or what court reporters did or how that system worked or anything. So that's where I got my start. And I parted ways with them. There's it's a long, convoluted story, and I don't have time to get into it. And I don't. I want to respect you guys' time as well for people who are listening. So it's a long story. You can probably Google it. It's all over the place. But I got fired. Long story short, it was not a pretty uh, it was not a pretty thing. But we parted ways. We'll say that. And 
I took my clients with me. I had about two clients that I was doing uh, proofreading work for on the side, earning about $500 or so a month just from that, um, in addition to my work income. And then I went to personal training school. I thought that's what I wanted to do. And it turned out I did not want to do that, but I still did it for about three years. But it was funny because I was doing proofreading to pay the bills in between. And I ended up liking it more as I kind of perfected my my method, I started proofreading on an iPad and I was able to get a lot faster, take on more clients, just set up systems that really worked for me and made my clients happy. And I ended up doing that full time for full time income, not full time hours. It was probably about 25 to 30 hours max per month or per week. Every now and then it'd be a little bit more if I really got busy. But, um, yeah, I was just proofreading full time. And so I was, I worked myself up to about um, $40,000 a year in income, which was more than I was making working actual full-time hours, not just full-time income at the court reporting office. So I was like, what if I had known that I could do that, I would have quit instead of letting myself get fired. Like I got fired cause I really wanted to quit. And yeah, so I, yep. I just, I wish I would have started it sooner. And so I did that for about two and a half years, three years. And in 2014, I decided to start a blog called proofread anywhere where I just thought I was just going to blog about what I did and I had no idea it would ever turn into a business, but that's exactly what happened. Um, the audience kind of told me what they needed and I had an ebook where I taught people how to proofread, but it was quite abysmal in comparison to the product that I've created now, which is an online course, a full, fully functional, um, extremely thorough online course with 50 practice transcripts instead of just one, which was included with the ebook mm-hmm. and a lot of really happy students. So, um, I built up a tribe and it's just been really amazing to see. And that's just been since February of 2015. So it's just been about a year and a half since, Proofread Anywhere, the online course launched in about, it'll be two years in November since I bought the domain Proofread Anywhere. So the blog has been alive a little bit longer than the course, but it's a, it's a fully functioning business now. And it's, um, I've published four books since the, since the course came out and, um, we're just rolling. We're loving it. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to dig into the product development and the course development because I think that's, uh, that's something, obviously, a lot of the listeners on, on our side I really uh, like to hear about. But before that, let me jump into, bef- so you mentioned the, the sort of the the negative thing that happened to, to catapult you into self-employment. Did you always, I mean, going back before that, did you always have this sort of entrepreneurial knack or this desire to get into your own business? Or was that sort of just came up, came upon you because of the situation? So I think I kind of did, even as far back as high school, I can remember just being so irritated by somebody telling me what to do and having mm. to ask permission from people that, you know, just got their degree in college. So they're like, I don't know, four years older than me and they're telling me what to do and I just couldn't stand it. And when I worked at, you know, little jobs, seven fifty, eight fifty an hour, where I was like, I was just really irritated that I had to ask permission to do the littlest thing, no matter what it was. And it was just so irritating. And so I knew that I hated that. I knew that I didn't like authority. 
I, I liked being my own boss. I liked making the rules. I didn't like having to follow a specific routine, do the same things every day. But I, I didn't have any idea that I could create that myself. I didn't know the importance of skills and that learning skills and accumulating skills can actually change your life. And I just had no idea. I just was kind of following the motions and going to college because I thought that's what you needed to get a good job and create income for yourself. But I've learned that it's pretty much the complete opposite of that. Um, you can create income through acquiring skills and you don't need college to do it. So, mm. Yeah, exactly. So it took that event to sort of trigger you into making it a reality. But I think you're right. There's a lot of people that will relate to exactly what you said where, you know, they're, they're either frustrated in their job or they're, you know, they feel they could do better. They could do a better job if they're on their own or they don't like authority, as you mentioned don't like to be told what to do. And those are sure signs that, you know, that you're probably not living up to your true potential, that there's other options out there for you you should be looking at. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. And you become really resourceful when you're kind of pushed out into the cold, so to speak, where you're just like, you know, I I had a really bad firing experience. And I, I looked at that and all I knew at that point was I never wanted to go back to any kind of situation where that could even possibly happen again, even even at a small on a small scale, even part of that. I didn't want any part of that to ever happen again where anybody else had power over me and could make me feel that way, could say those things to me. And I just I knew that I never wanted to go back to that. And so I think there was some part of my mind, whether it was conscious, it was definitely not conscious at that point, but where I knew that I was going to do whatever it took to never have to go back to that again. Right, right. Yep, that no, makes a lot of sense. Let's talk for a minute about how... Um how people sort of find maybe their area, their niche, their business idea. So in your case, um, you went through, you learned a skill, you learned, you learned proofreading, court reporting, et cetera. So you had a skill to draw on. Um, a lot of people may be in the same boat. They may be working in a job as a personal trainer. They may be working in, in you know different service uh, industries where they could still pull it out and do it themselves. What is your advice on... Maybe it's a two-part question. Maybe one one part is what makes a good proofreader? What if somebody's listening to this and, and, and wants to pursue that area? What would you, um, you know, what advice would you have for them? And then second, if, if proofreading doesn't seem to be their thing, do you have any advice on how people can find their thing? Right? Um, you know, maybe I'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, so to be a good proofreader, you have to have a lot of patience. And even my students that are just starting out, they, they think they're good proofreaders. They think they have a lot of patience, but they have to have patience with themselves, not just with the work, because when they get into learning how to do this type of proofreading, which is very specific, it's a lot more technical than regular proofreading. They realize, hey, I got to take some time to let myself adjust to this. My eyes aren't used to reading this kind of text on you know, an iPad screen or not used to this vocabulary, not used to using the software, things like that. And so they've really got to be more patient with themselves, more so than the actual work. So then they adjust. They realize there's some conditioning involved, but you've really got to be detail-oriented in addition to patience. Um, Be willing to learn new things and to admit that you don't know it all. There's some people that I've run into issues with where they're like, oh, well, 
yeah, I don't need you to teach me how to proofread. I just need you to teach me how to get clients. And I'm like, actually, if you've never done this before, you have no idea what you're doing. You think you do, but you don't. And so, <laughs> yeah, there's you've got to have some humility, I guess, would be kind of the tool in your basket that you'd need. Um, but if you're not a good fit for proofreader, uh, to be a proofreader, usually you know it. You know you know you have no aptitude for, for detecting incorrect spelling or incorrect words. You read a sentence with no punctuation and you have no idea what it needs to make it sound, to make it make sense, things like that. Not everybody's good at that. Um, I think there are, is potential and a lot of room for improvement. Um, I think that good proofreading skills to some extent, you know, knowing your punctuation, knowing how to use the language you speak um, is beneficial to any, in, any industry. So I definitely encourage any people to, to not just say, oh, I can be a proofreader. So it's not worth it to learn this stuff. Uh, I think it's definitely worth learning. Um, but if you know, you know, in the heart of hearts, like you're just never going to be a proofreader, you can never sit that long and read or whatever, then I would just recommend doing some research to see what other people are doing and see what kind of opportunities are out uh, that are out there. I think, for example, a virtual assistant, I mean, I would say a proofreader is a type of virtual assistant. You're working virtually for these court reporters, but, um, you know, pretty much any skill that you can do online could be used in a virtual assistant type type deal, you know, learning social media, learning how to manage it for people. Look at what you like to do. If you really like being on social media, maybe look into learning how to manage it for other people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you like writing, look into uh, providing writing services for other people. Anything that you really like to do online with your computer, create graphics, things like that. Um, learn how to monetize that. Learn how to reach people that need those services and learn how to market yourself. Learn how to market yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to come to that as well, because uh, I see you've done a very good job for someone who's just started online recently and really just launched the course over the last couple of years. You've done a great job of getting your name out and, and marketing. But it, it's great advice on on someone choosing their path, because I think it's so important that people pick a path that they're going to stick with for a number of years. It's not just a, a you know, pick a path they think they should go down or because they hear someone's been successful in a certain industry, they're going to follow that path. It has to be something that they're that they're A, good at, and, and B, that they're willing to stick with and learn and develop their skill set over time so they can become an expert in that area. So um, it, it's great advice. So we heard on the proofreading side, you, like you said, you, you pretty much know it or not. If you like to edit things, if you like to spend the time, the detail, um, you know, going through um, texts and very technical texts in a lot of cases, a good field for them. If not, as you mentioned, there's many, many other options today, especially with the digital economy. I mean, there's just so many different aspects of what you, like you said, the virtual assistant side. There's so many different parts of a business that can be managed uh, from the social networking, marketing, the online, all the web development, design, all that kind of stuff. So lots of options out there for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is an infinite array of possibilities out there for people to work online. And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are kind of stuck in the tragic mindset of, I need somebody to give me a job before I can make money. No, you have the power to go out and accumulate skills that you can then use to create income for yourself. And really, skills and, and learning changes everything. I feel like skills are power. And if you learn the skills, it will change your life. Right. Yeah, and I really like your story in in the sense that you took you took a skill that you learned in a traditional job and you did you just took it to another level by by taking it out. And so anybody who's listening to this as well may have you know they may like what they're doing, they just don't like the fact they're working in a job. They may not like 
you know, the ceiling that's over their head. And so they can take that skill and, and develop it, learn it, you know, over a year or two within a job environment and then just take it on their own and, and maybe even take some clients with them, as, as you mentioned. Right? So, Yeah. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about the the product development side of it. So it looks like, if, if I'm hearing you right, um, the course, your first course came out about two years ago, you had mentioned? Uh, it'll be two years in November. I, I released an ebook, and it was 30 pages, and it was really crappy in comparison to what it is now. <laughs> but what I didn't know was that it was a minimum viable pro- product that would that would help me gain the feedback that I needed in order to create my first course. And the first course came out in February of 2015, so about a year and a half ago. Oh, cool. I, I love that word, by the way, minimum viable product. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We talk a I lot didn't about, know that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, we talk a lot about getting your first product out the door and, and how that can just that can lead to others and and uh, and get your name out there and branding. So it's a, I've never heard that term, though. It's a very, very cool term. And so in your in your first, what was your first ebook then? It was called The Lamest Thing Ever. It was called How to Make Money Proofreading Transcripts for Court Reporters. Okay. It's clear. (laughs) Very straightforward. (laughs) It was very straightforward, but it it wasn't very professional. It didn't take into account, uh, you know, there's going to be court reporters looking at this, and they're going to be like, how to make money off of me. Uh, That's lame. Like, I didn't – I totally – forgot the aspect of, you know, the potential clients of my students seeing my product and are they going to think it's worthwhile? Some of them didn't. They saw that and they're like, oh, they're, she's just trying to prey off people. There's no way you can make money proofreading, blah, blah, blah. Like, even though I was walking proof, they just thought I was lying and that I was paying all these people to say these things about my course, say these things about, you know, actually making money proofreading. I would, you know, do video chats and like, yeah, she probably just paid somebody. Like they literally thought I was taking all this time to Mm. make up uh, everything that I was doing in my business. And like, they didn't realize that it would take four times as much time to make it all up than it was to actually do it. But (laughs) yeah, haters gonna hate, right? Right, right. (laughs) Well, the lesson there, though, is for anyone listening, is is to is to match the match the product, the quality of the product, the format of the product with the audience that you have, right? So you're dealing with a very, you know, a, probably a more professional in, in terms of the make money niche. Anyway, it, it's it's very a much more of a professional market, and so your your work has to reflect that. I guess is what you're saying. Absolutely, and I think that we're you know in terms of product development, you have to stand out from the crowd. And so, if you look at the work at home world, there's a lot of products out there that are really scams. They're just schemes, and they're mm-hmm. you know miracle products. And people are very desperate to make money online. There's a big crowd of people that they need to make extra income, and they need to make money ex- to get out of debt and things like that. And so they're they're falling prey to these schemes, people that have caught on to this desperation in, in the industry or in, in the world and then in the country, really. Um, so they're trying to prey on these people and prey on their emotions, use marketing in a, in a not very good way, not very authentic way. They're promising something, promising them the moon. It's like a fly-by-night thing where, hey, you buy this and you're going to have everything you need to make money for life. And there is so vague and there's nothing about it. So you have to stand apart from that. And so as I developed my voice and developed my own product, I did everything I could to be authentic, completely see through. And so instead of just copying and pasting testimonials, I took a screenshot of the email and I blocked out the names, but I took a screenshot of the email or the screenshot of a Facebook post or, or something. And I, and I pasted the screenshot in actually a picture of 
the actual email. So there could be no question that I made it up, you know, <laughs> there yeah. could be no argument at all. And so I, I've done everything with that in mind to be completely authentic and see through. So people can, the, the word is transparent, not see through. <laughs> yes. Um, people, have, there's no way they can argue with what my product does or what my product's about. And I'm always very honest. So I say, you know, this is not for everyone. And I even changed it over to where I don't even allow people to enroll in the entire course anymore. I, I force everyone to enroll in just the first two modules. And so I put on my sales page, I'm like, this is not about the money for me. This is about creating quality proofreaders. And I know that there's a lot of people interested in this, but you're going to have to go through the first two modules and pass the test at the end of it first before you're going to be allowed to move on. And so, I mean, I could just say it everybody's a winner, you know, everybody can be a proofreader and you should spend $900 on my course right away because it's going to be the thing that solves all your problems, but it's not. And so I don't say that it is. I say the exact opposite. I say this is not for everybody. And to be absolutely sure, even if you think that you're the bell of the ball in terms of proofreading, you need to take the first two modules and the word skills test at the end of it first so you can prove to yourself and to us that you have what it takes to move on with the rest of the course and spend the rest of your money, you know. And so we do people a favor by giving them the confidence um, that they need in us and in the product. And then we turn a lot of people away. We save people a lot of money because we, we tell them, like, look, flat out, you got a 60% on a test that you need to get an 80 or above on. Mm-hmm. And we don't want you to spend any more of your money with us. And so a lot of my product development has just been based on authenticity and how can we be more authentic? How can we qualify the right people but disqualify the wrong people? And it's just kind of all fallen into place as long as we've kept that in the forefront. Right, right. Yeah, no, it makes sense for sure. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about the decision to move from uh, basically doing the, the, the reporting yourself and the proofreading yourself and what made you decide to get into products, I guess? How did you make that leap in terms of, I got to now you know, develop products? What, what, what was the thinking there? Well, it was a lot of doubting, actually. My husband had gotten kind of more into entrepreneurship and had been listening to podcasts like this one and had really just expanded his mind in terms of what was possible. And I, of course, was really skeptical. And I'm like, ah, you know, because I'd seen a lot of these products out there, info products, information and stuff, where people were just selling crap. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I had a kind of a mindset, a poor mindset that to be in an online business and to be in that world, you had to be like that. And I didn't want to do that. You know, the words uh, lead generation or magnet or uh, opt-in, uh, all this stuff, like splash page, landing page, whatever, it all scared me. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that. I just feel like it's really slimy. But that's just because of, you know, poor experiences that i had had. I didn't realize that I could do it all customized. I could do it with my own voice and my own style. And so I was a little bit, I was really skeptical, but he eventually convinced me, he was like, just start a blog, you know, and then just write an ebook. And I'm like, okay. And so I just finally did it one day. I got some gumption and I was like, I'm doing it. So I bought the domain, started a blog and I had no idea what I was going to write about. And I read about all kinds of stuff. I've got over a hundred different posts and I just wrote a new one yesterday on a subject that I didn't think I'd ever write about. But I thought when I first started, it was just going to be about proofreading and I would run out of topics and I thought well, we'll see how long this lasts. I was very doubtful that it was ever going to become anything, but it, it started there where I was like, okay, well, let's just write it out and maybe I'll sell a few copies and make a few hundred dollars. And I had no idea it would ever become a business. Mm, interesting. And that, that blog is up at uh, proofreadanywhere.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's still there today. It's come a long way. It looks a lot different than it did. I wish I had some pictures of what it used to look like, but (laughs) it's in my mind's eye and that's enough. (laughs) Right, right, right. 
And and how um, for the different products that you've created, or at least the books anyway, start with the books. Um, typically, how long does it take you to to belt out some of these books? I mean, are you spending weeks at it, months? So my first my first ebook took a few weeks to get from start to finish, and I was just sitting down and writing everything from scratch. My new books are based um, on blog posts and things that I've gathered. And they call it a re recycling your content. So you take, you take your blog content and you expand on it and turn it into a book. So it's not just copied and paste blog content. I've, I've read books like that where it's just exactly the same thing to where it says like, and I'm writing this blog post and you actually, it actually talks about the blog in the book and it's just like really poorly done. But <laughs> if you do it right then you can actually save yourself a lot of time, but still provide a ton of new value. Um, by putting everything in one place together. And so that's basically what I've done with the Work at Home Survival Guide is I've taken probably about 10 or 12 of my most helpful blog posts and can either condensed it or expanded it, depending on what it was, um, to be a really helpful resource for people. And so I actually sell that as a Tripwire product. When people sign up to my list, they are presented with, you know, welcome aboard, here's what to expect from the free intro course, which is our opt-in. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the page, it says limited time offer, and it has a picture of my work-at-home survival guide, and I'm offering them $5 off for 20 minutes only. And so they get a special deal if they act quickly, and it's working. Uh, we've only been doing that for about a week, and I've sold 11 copies. <laughs> so um, it's not, you know, it's just a way to further monetize your website and reach people that, you wouldn't normally reach and it, it's a way we talk about other types of work at home opportunities. And so that's a way that I further monetized the site beyond just course sales. Initially it was all about course sales and that's the only income it made, but now we're making income from affiliate sales by helping people who are not a good fit for proofreading find other ways to work work from home. And so we promote, you know, transcription courses, uh, bookkeeping courses, virtual assistant courses, different kind of resources that, are helpful to to everybody, not just people who are looking to proof proofread. So right. we've been able to monetize the site further by by doing that. And so the Work Home Survival Guide is an instrument that helps us do that. Well, that's excellent because I, I one of the most asked questions I get from all of our subscribers and listeners is, you know, should I start with affiliate marketing or should I, you know, create my own products? And and this is a, a, an excellent example of the way people should go is, is ideally you have your own core product, very niche, you know, focused. And to the extent that you widen your audience, you leverage affiliate products to do that. Right. And that's, that could be tools that could be, um, you know, templates. It could be additional information, like in your case, you know, additional instruction, things like that. Um, and that's a, this is a great example of sort of filling in and combining the two, which really makes sense, you know, yeah, there's so many possibilities, and it, I really look back and I kick myself because I thought that with such a niche website, there's no way I could feasibly market other people's products. But then, as I started, you know, seeing there's quite a few people that are stumbling across my website. I had plenty of traffic that I knew would never buy from me, but what if I could help those people and make money at the same time? And that's how I kind of started realizing I need to start promoting other products. And then I got even. Um, a little smaller scale with it to further monetize it by, you know, I'm recommending these products to people, you know, what iPad should I use? What, um, you know, how do I build a website? And so I started adding in affiliate links to, to my tutorials. So I would say, this is the product that I, this is the iPad I use. This is the case that I use. And those are Amazon affiliate links. And so they go and they buy exactly the things that I use. 
and that I recommend and I get an affiliate commission off of those purchases and um, you know the same thing with the books that I recommend and um, yeah I mean the website I have a tutorial on how to build a freelance website right within my course and on my website and even in the work at home survival guide it's there as well of how to build a freelance website. It's not, you know, how to start a blog. It's how to start an actual freelance website. What kind of pages do you need to start your first online presence? You know, you're going to be marketing yourself with how, how do you set it up? And so I get an affiliate commission when someone buys hosting for their name. So I recommend, you know, everybody should have their website with their name. So for me, it's caitlinpile.com. You know, you should have a simple website for your name and then you can expand from there. So if you just buy like Caitlin Pyle proofreader, you know, what if I decide to offer virtual assisting later on, you know, you don't want to necessarily limit yourself. So leave mm -hmm. yourself open. So having your name is, is probably a good bet, but yeah, yeah. that makes total yeah. sense. Absolutely. In my case, it wasn't as easy being Jeff Smith. It just wasn't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff Smith and co. You might yeah, have yeah. had to get creative there. <laughs> It, depending on the day, it, it, a chef came up and, and someone that was in trouble somewhere in the world came up and it just wasn't a good choice, that's, that's for sure. So um, I'm, I'm looking at your course actually and just uh, we'll move into marketing real quick because we're, we're running low on time, but I, I wanted to follow up. Your course looks very involved. It's multimedia, lots of modules, units, etc. And uh, a mix of media, you know, worksheets along with what appears to be multimedia video. How do you how do you host that? Is this um, you know what kind of platform and and um, and content do you have in that course? Oh my gosh, a lot. There's videos, there's printouts, there's interactive quizzes, there are PDF actual transcripts that you actually have to download into your software and perform the work as you would if you were doing it real life. Right. Um, there's, uh, I said videos already, um, audio, so where you just listen to audio. There's resources, even YouTube videos we're able to incorporate. Um, other people's videos, other websites. So, for example, when, when I'm trying to explain what Steno is, I actually link to several free online lessons to Steno, and so people can go and, and just off to another website and learn a little bit and then come back to the course. And so we've kind of wrapped, wrapped in a lot of different things. Um, and then, of course, we have interaction with the Facebook group. We have a Facebook group for our students, and so if they're running into questions, they can go straight to the Facebook group and type in their question, and within seconds, usually, somebody has answered their question. So, um, just hmm. really... And, and is this hosted... Um, do you use, like, Optimize Press or something to manage it, or what is the platform that you use to manage the course, or is it just HTML developed pages? So, I use a plugin called WP Courseware. Okay. And I use that in conjunction with Paid Memberships Pro, which is a membership plugin on gotcha. WordPress. Gotcha. Yeah, and those two inter inter integrate together, and they allow me to sell the membership, and then it grants them automatic access to the course, and they go to the course progress page immediately after they enroll. And anytime they log in, they get directed straight to the page where they see all the course content right there, and they have to start from the beginning. So I actually don't open up the content where you can, you know, enroll and jump straight to marketing. Otherwise, we literally, in the past, when we allowed people to do that, we would have people who paid $900, skipped everything, and went straight to marketing. And now we don't do that. We have tests in place, checkpoints where you are forced to start from the beginning, and there's no other way around it. So um, that's kind of 
some bar raising that we've done um, since we launched where we've, we've noticed that quality would suffer if we didn't raise the bar in that way. Mm. Excellent. We've had a lot of people that that are looking at, they may have an ebook today and they're looking at putting, putting together a membership course and they're, it's, it's just, it's, as you know, it's, it's a little bit crazy out there in terms of all the options, you know, WordPress plugins and, and payment front ends and, and putting together, gluing the pieces together to make a membership site is, uh, is challenging. Um, so it's always good to hear what, what you're using on this. It looks very professional, professional. Thank you. Thank Excellent. you very much. Good. So let's talk about marketing for a minute, marketing and branding. So I see you've got, um, you, you talked about the blog. Obviously, that's a big piece of it in terms of, of getting your content out there, content marketing side. Uh, I see you're listed, you know, you've, you've, um, you've been featured on Fortune and Business Insider. How did that come about? Is that through content strategy? Yeah, it definitely is. So I recommend everybody who isn't already to make sure you're getting the query list from Help a Reporter Out, and also known as Haro or Haro. Mm. And every day you just review the different queries that come in, or you can have an assistant do it. And if you see something that's relevant, then you should respond to it. So, for example, um, if somebody says, you know, we're looking for ways to make money from home or an interesting side hustle or something that is unique that you can make money with or something. And so I would respond to all of those and I got a lot of mentions and a lot of traffic. We've been featured on Daily Worth, which is a really um, popular personal finance site. Right. And that is essentially traffic. They're not allowed to become, they're not allowed to request income or request a uh, compensation, I should say. Uh, they're not allowed to request to become an affiliate. If they feature you, then all that traffic coming from their article is free. And so for example, it would be, you know, Daily Worth, they're a major personal finance site. It's featured in an article about seven legit ways to work from home and I still get traffic from that article to this day and when they recycle it I'll probably get more traffic from it because you know they're going to recycle an article like that um, yeah so I would recommend everybody to be uh, signed up with that for sure yeah no that's great I haven't heard uh, haven't heard of that before and and do you do you um, is it you know when you look at the source of your traffic is it sort of 90 percent you know organic uh, and gener content generated or do you do paid advertising as well? I do paid advertising and usually mostly in the form of affiliates. I do some Facebook advertising at the moment and uh, we do a lot of um, Pinterest paid advertising but we work with social media on Pinterest quite a bit mm -hmm. and that has been become a pretty big source of traffic about 30% although I think Pinterest has changed something recently so I've seen my traffic drop a little bit mm -hmm. quite a bit actually but uh, we work with affiliates a lot so I have an affiliate program so we were talking about affiliate marketing where I monetize my site well I help other people monetize their sites by offering an affiliate program so there's a lot of people you know personal finance bloggers work at home bloggers things like that where they are always presenting things to their audience about ways to make money from home how to expand your side hustle things like that and so I approach them and I offer them the opportunity to interview me or, you know, have me do a guest post or feature me in a post in some way. And then they can insert an affiliate link into their, their blog post and then their audience can sign up for my list and get a tracking cookie and we pay them if they make sales. Yeah. And it's so funny. Nobody talks about that anymore. That's how a lot of initial, a lot of the online businesses initially built were going actively, proactively going after affiliates and, and building a network of affiliates that way, which is, by the way, a lot more stable source of traffic than, than relying on maybe third party or, 
you know, paid, as you mentioned, Pinterest changes something and, and it disappears overnight potentially and Google the same thing. So it's, um, yeah, the whole affiliate marketing and it seems like it's, it's, it's happening, but nobody's talking about it anymore. So, and it, it, it's such a critical part of, of still building a business in the back end. Yeah, it's basically you got to make sure that um, your people are you, you build a you build kind of a network that you help each other out, and so we give them opportunities to make money, and they give us exposure that you know feeds people into our funnel, and it's just kind of reciprocal. They're happy to make money and you know, be able to monetize their blogs and websites even further if they don't have their own product. And then we're obviously happy to get the traffic and the exposure. That's definitely a huge key in how I grew as fast as I did is, um, is working with other people. You, you can't say, you know, it's kind of funny because it could backfire. It almost backfired for me if you don't really understand the concept of it. I googled proofreading at home and a, a work at home website popped up. And I'm like, I started like, I was almost like jealous. I'm like, why is she on page one? I should be on page one, you know, but <laughs> then I didn't let that stop me. Instead, I clicked on it and I looked about her advertising and her policies and stuff like that and her opportunities for advertising. And I thought about, and I emailed her. I'm like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about possibly being featured on your website and we have an affiliate program, blah, blah, blah. And I had no idea, you know, that this was a big thing. I had no idea how affiliate marketing worked for bloggers. And she was my one of my first affiliates. And to this day, she still sends me the most traffic and makes the most money off of me. Um, and so it's been a really good relationship. We email each other, you know, with questions about different things. And we've really be become cyber friends, so to speak. And it kind of all started there because then I realized, hey, you know, she's sending me a lot of traffic. You know, there's probably other bloggers out there that want to get um, you know, earn some money by telling their audience about proofreading because I was pretty fortunate in, in the regard to having a topic that isn't, wasn't spoken about pretty much at all in the work at home world. Everybody would talk about transcription or, you know, taking surveys or writing a blog post or being, having a virtual assistant, stuff like that. But nobody talked about proofreading. And so I was, I was unique in that regard. And so a lot of bloggers jumped on it. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I, I, again, so many people are under the who haven't sort of ramped up an affiliate base yet have this this thinking that they're going to be able to list themselves in some directory somewhere, and, it, and affiliates are going to flock to them. But you know, you just prove the point again. You you go out, you put your park your ego, park your fear, go out, contact people with the, and it's not that difficult. I mean, it's just it's getting over the hurdle of of your own beliefs and and getting over your own fear of going out and contacting people. Um, because yeah. there's, ton of, there's tons of distribution sources out there. It's just a matter of putting the work in and going out and finding them. And then you get the good ones, and they stay with you for a long time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Now, I really appreciate you. I know we're at the end of our time. I want to respect your time. I really appreciate you joining us and being so transparent, letting us know uh, all these aspects of your business. I think we covered a lot uh, today, which we try and do in the shortest amount of time. I'm going to leave you um, maybe just one last word if you if you want to share something with uh, with the audience, one piece of advice or one tip or um, that, that you've learned over your, I guess, what is it now, five, six years uh, online mm -hmm. uh, that you could leave people with uh, as a recommendation and uh, and then leave any resources where people can find you uh, online, either social or your websites. Yeah, sure. Um, well, proofreadanywhere.com is where you'll definitely find me. You'll find me all over Facebook and on Instagram as well. Uh, my advice would be, oh my gosh, probably you're going to have to cut me off, but um, I kind of touched on it a little bit and since we've been since we've been chatting, but 
learning learning changes everything. Acquire skills and break away from I call it the ridiculous notion that you need somebody else to to give you a job or to give you opportunities. You you have so much power and I think the society has kind of conditioned us to think, you know, we've got to go to college and we've got to, you know, create a resume and impress people to give to for them to give us these opportunities or give them money. And that's just not the way it is. You can use your own skills to create income for yourself and, and create freedom for yourself. So look inside, recognize whether you have that kind of blockage in your mind where you're kind of, you know, feeling like a victim or thinking that society is out to get you or it just works against you. You know, you've got this amazing thing called the Internet, and I don't think it's caught on with a lot of people, but it, it should be catching on more. You know, there's so many opportunities, infinite opportunities out there to earn money online and using skills. And, you know, don't let the I don't have any skills excuse uh, stop you. You know, recognize that for what it is and an excuse and you know, realize that, you know, you're not going to be able to become the next internet sensation for free. You're probably going to have to pay for some education, but there's a lot of really high quality, low cost education out there, especially if you look at how much people spend on, uh, on college degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just so much opportunity out there to, to gain skills without spending a lot of money. And I think that more people, if they took advantage of that, they would find themselves in a much better position than, then they are, you know, limited by their location and, oh, you know, the economy, oh, nobody's hiring or, oh, you know, I'm too old or it's been, I've been out of the workforce for too long. Nobody will hire me. Like that's victim mentality. That's, that's not empowered thinking. That's not looking within and realizing that, you know, you can learn new tricks and there's a lot of tools out there to help you do it. Absolutely. Well, the challenge has been issued. (laughs) yes for everyone listening yeah that's excellent advice i can't think of anything better to to end the show with is you know get over your fear take control um don't be the victim take take control of your own learning your own skill uh and and set the next sort of five to ten years of your life that makes total sense I, i really appreciate you coming on um urge everyone to to search you up on on social networking it's caitlin pyle and definitely head over to uh, her website, proofreadanywhere.com. Lots of good content up there to share. And, uh, and I think we'll probably follow this up with another, uh, another, another call in the recent future. So I really appreciate you coming on, Caitlin. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. It's been awesome. Well, and there you have it, the great Caitlin Pyle from proofreadanywhere.com. I urge you to check out her site. Hey guys, you'll get all the episodes, all the podcasts over at HireTrustMarketing.com. You can search under podcasts. You'll see all of our episodes, a growing list of really useful resources. Um, want to hear from you guys over at Twitter. Um, hit us up at the handle at HireTrust and over at Facebook. Um, look us up under Higher Trust Marketing. We'd love to follow you, love have you follow us and um, you know get together. We're looking for a lot of like-minded professionals just like you to tie into and help grow your business. Thanks for listening to another show. We're already working on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, let me hear from you guys on social media so we know we're doing a great job. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.